everyone, and welcome back to Maya's Reviews, a book podcast and blog where I review all types of novels. I'm Maya, and thank you for joining me for another episode today. So today is actually a bit different. I am not doing a review. Instead, I interviewed Carly Heath, the author of The Reckless Kind. So I am so excited for you all to hear our discussion about The Reckless Kind and all of the wonderful answers Carly Heath provided to my questions. Just quick background on the novel. The Reckless Kind was published by Soho Teen on November 2nd, 2021. It is a YA historical fiction LGBTQ novel and is 336 pages long. There are some content warnings for The Reckless Kind by Carly Heath. A scene of violence, bodily harm, suicidal ideation, mention of child abuse, and alcoholism are all present in this novel, so please educate yourself on the content warnings before reading this novel. And let's get right into the interview. I'm so excited. Hello, Maya. Hi, it's nice to meet you. (laughs) Nice to meet you too. How are you today? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing good. Thank you so much for having me on your podcast. Oh, no problem. It was really nice of you to reach out. I was very excited. Um, Your book has been on my TBR, so I've been keeping my eye on that. So it was really exciting. Um, So for those who haven't read your book or don't know about your novel, uh, can you tell them about The Reckless Kind? Yeah, The Reckless Kind is about three misfit teens in 1904 Norway, and they have to, uh, well, they they pretty much defy the expectations of their rural village in every possible way. They leave their homes, they leave their families, and they go to live in a mountain cabin uh, above town. And in order to maintain their way of life, they have to defeat Uh, the town patriarch in the region's annual winter horse race. So they have to train a wild filly for the horse race. And they face a lot of opposition along the way from people who are uh, very judgmental of them and how they're choosing to be different. What is your favorite aspect of your novel? I, well, I love that it's a book that features a number of diverse characters, uh, characters with multiple disabilities, because just like in real life, you know, uh, people have disabilities. Uh, People have, in some cases, multiple disabilities. So I felt like it was important, it's important in fiction to have more representation, because when you read a lot of books and you watch a lot of movies, uh, there tends to be a lot of characters that are fully abled, uh, that tend to be hetero, cis, usually even white. And, uh, and so it's a very kind of homogenous uh, representation that you see in media. And 
I would like to bring a little bit more diversity to the representation. Uh, I'd like to reflect the world as it really is, which in some cases, in a lot of cases, at least for like everyone I know and all my friends, um, disability is a part of life and it shouldn't be something that's thought of as taboo or some, something that's not spoken about. Um, disability should be acknowledged and it should just be regarded as, oh, that's part of someone's identity and it doesn't have to serve the plot or it doesn't have to uh, be something that someone overcomes. It's just a part of a character's life. I think that's really great, especially since I've noticed with uh, young adult fiction recently too, there's been more of a push for diversity. And I think that's really, really awesome, especially for younger readers who haven't seen that uh, in their novels and in their media. So I think that's really amazing that you, you. put that in your novel. Um, what was the inspiration behind your book? So I've always loved Scandinavia and like even in high school and middle school, like my favorite, I'm a big horse girl. So like my favorite horses have always been the Norwegian Fjord ponies, which are these really cute, round, fuzzy ponies. And they're sort of butterscotch colored. And they have like this mane that's kind of striped and cut short. And they're so cute. And like, you've seen them in the movie Frozen, um, the, the, the main horse in that movie. Um, so I, I've always wanted to do a book with Norwegian Fjord ponies and um, in Scandinavia, just because I feel like it's such a cool setting. Um, and then I read this book. Uh, it's a really old book. It's like a classic called Christian Lavern's Daughter, which was written by Sigrid Unset, and she won the Nobel Prize in Literature for it. And the book, the writing of the book is so great. And like the setting and the characters is so rich. And there's so much to love about it. But the, the theme and the message, as far as what I got from it when I read it, was basically, if you defy your parents, you will suffer and your life will be miserable, basically. And so I hate that message. And that's not something that teens need to be hearing. So uh, my book kind of has a lot of the things that I love about Christian Lavernstadter, like the setting, like the passion and all of that. Uh, but it does uh, have the theme that's much more feminist, um, which is it's important to follow your heart and do what you feel is right. And sometimes people will push back against you. Sometimes your parents will tell you you're wrong, but it's really important to uh, continue on the path that you feel is right, that feels right for you and to connect with people who support you. I think that's really awesome. Like that, I, I need to read your book as soon as possible. Oh, thank um, you. <laughs> Um, what characters in The Reckless Kind do you most relate to? Well, it's a dual point of view between Erland and Asta. And I like those two characters really like they're both kind of a part of me. And I really strongly identify with both of them. I can hear their voices in my head and I can uh, like I can definitely relate to Erland's anxiousness and his anxiety and his constant worry and dread about things. And then Asta, she's a, she's not like anxious the way that Erland is. She's more like very intuitive about what's going on in uh, other people. And, uh, and she's also very caring. And 
I, and she's very, uh, she has a very critical way of looking at the world uh, where she can kind of see uh, what people's biases are and what people's maybe areas of ignorance are. And she's very aware of that. Um, and so I kind of, I, I really identify with both characters a lot. I also really identify with uh, Gunner, who doesn't have a point of view, who I would love to someday write a book that's like all his point of view, because he's such an interesting character where he's very, um, he has a lot of feelings, but he tends to keep them uh, very contained because he doesn't want to show weakness or vulnerability. And I love writing him as a character and I love showing his, his the way that he copes with um, some really serious issues. He's dealing with chronic pain uh, He from an injury. He's uh, dealing with a lot of guilt that he feels over uh, his boyfriend, Erland, who has uh, basically like left his family because he loves Gunnar so much. And uh, Gunnar has a lot of guilt about that. Um, and so I in some ways, Gunnar doesn't have as much in common with me, but like I really relate to him and I understand him a lot. So I would really love to write a book that's like just him. But he does come off the page when you're reading it uh, as a very uh, dynamic character. That's awesome, because I always think, you know, when um, authors are writing their books, you, you tend to put things in your books that you experience in real life or uh, reflect yourself in characters. So it's really awesome that you relate to so many in your novel. Um, yeah, definitely. They all have like things like Asta's hard of hearing. I'm hard of hearing as well. Uh, Gunnar like had this really serious arm injury and I broke my arm when I was in high school um, and in like a really serious way where it was like flopping backwards. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and uh then he, he also deals with a broken back and I have a broken back so like there's like lots of things that are like things I've experienced that the characters have when did you know that you wanted to pursue writing um, I think I've always been really interested in writing in really all kinds of art. I've always been a drawer. I've always been like uh, so coming up with stories. In first grade, I had a teacher who every day for homework, she'd have us like bring in a story, like write a one page story and bring it in and then like tell it to the class. Um, so like I kind of had a lot of familiarity with writing stories all the way back into first grade. Um, in college, I wanted to be a filmmaker and I made films. But the thing about like filmmaking is you really have no control over what the finished product looks like because you spend a lot of time writing a script and then actors perform it and then the camera crew creates it and then like you direct it and you give your best effort to make it how you want it to look but basically because so many people are involved it's always going to turn out different than what you intended uh, whereas with a book you have like 100% complete control over uh, what it is and what the final outcome is and you can uh, really, and it, and it doesn't cost any money to write. <laughs> Basically, that's what's really cool. Like with filmmaking, it was so expensive. Uh, the equipment, the costumes, the the editing, like 
all of that. So expensive if you want to make it good. But with a book, it's just Microsoft Word and your computer. And so I I could really spend like years working on it, perfecting it, making it like exactly what I wanted it to be. And uh, I love that. And a book, you know, once you write a book, it's done and it can be experienced as a work of art. Whereas with film, you write a screenplay and it's not really a finished work of art until someone makes it into a film. So, um, so yeah, that's what I, so at kind of after college, I really decided that um, instead of filmmaking, writing was what I wanted to do. That's really awesome that you started as, you know, so young into the arts and especially writing. Um, I know when I was younger, I would always write stuff and then never finish it. It would just, it would be the start of something and never. Uh, yeah, I did a lot of yeah. that. Like I wrote a lot of like first couple of pages of, or even like I had a, a novel that I worked on before this one um, that I think I wrote like 200 pages on it. And then I just couldn't finish it. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you'd like write a chapter and you're like, eh. yeah, I would, I would always of, do that. <laughs> that's part of learning though. Anything. Yeah. 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 Um, Eventually you'll write something and you'll finish it. <laughs> um, for you, what is the hardest part of the writing process? Um, I have trouble with villains, honestly, writing villains, because uh, I have a hard time understanding why someone would be terrible. Like I'm a hardcore Libra. So like, I'm like, <laughs> um, I'm like, uh, like the energy that it takes to be mean or like get in someone's way. Uh, I don't understand how people have that energy to be terrible. So, cause I'm like, my default is I'm just going to be nice <laughs> and yeah. it's easy that way. Um, so yeah, writing villains is really hard. Um, and, uh, that's probably like the thing that I struggle with most. And then when I write them, I have this fear that, that it doesn't sound realistic. And then, uh, then you, you meet people in real life who, who are like real life, terrible people. And you're like, oh, wow, it is realistic. <laughs> there are people like that. But um, yeah, when, you, when you're writing it, you're like, really? Would someone do this? Yeah, it's yeah. hard to kind of get into that, that side of human psychology. I totally get that because I would not know how to write someone evil or, you know, it's just, if it's not your natural instinct yeah. I'm sure that's hard to get into that headspace of being yeah. such a horrible person yeah um, <laughs> exactly oh what's your sign by the way oh I'm a Capricorn so oh, okay awesome well usually I got <laughs> it's funny because I know a couple of Capricorn writers and they're actually really good at writing villains um but they all <laughs> but um you're a nice Capricorn that's nice <laughs> <laughs> thank you thank you um, what is your favorite part of writing um, I love writing uh, descriptions of like the settings and like the clothes um, and like like the the way that a space looks um, and like the world and all of that like the pretty details I love writing all of that um, and like the kissing scenes and like the emotional like uh, romantic scenes I like writing those. Um, and it's always really fun uh, 
to just to get really detailed on what things look like, uh, but you can get too detailed and then you can spend like pages just describing uh, what things look like and that can slow things down a whole lot. Um, so yeah, that's really fun, but it, it does get really hard when you're describing uh, emotions that happen like when someone like there's always that line that like something happens and then the character is is like you know the blood drained from their face <laughs> or yeah, their yeah. heart started pounding like there's only so many times you can write someone their heart started pounding um they they broke out into a cold sweat um and that, like those sorts of emotions it's like coming up with the different ways to have to explain on the page that emotion without just saying the same thing over and over again that's really hard <laughs> yeah um what advice do you have for aspiring authors um i would say uh one know that it's going to take a long time because uh, i have a youtube channel as well and i've interviewed tons of different authors and pretty much universally everyone i interviewed it's they said it took 10 years from when they started writing to when uh, the book finally got published. And then they didn't necessarily spend the 10 years like writing the book. It's like they spent so much time revising and then like the querying process to get an agent and then like going out on sub to editors. Uh, so like the whole process takes a long time. So uh, if you go into it knowing it's going to take a long time, uh, then you hopefully you won't have that that need to rush because I feel like a lot of people are like, oh, I have to get this finished so that I can get this um, submitted to agents before the end of the year. And the thing is, it, it's it kind of uh, is people put things out there too early. People send things to agents too early when it's not quite ready yet. And then that sets you back. So just spend as much time as you can revising your work, getting a lot of feedback from a lot of different people. Um, and then uh, make sure, you know, and don't, and be really patient. That's the most important thing too. Like be really patient. Don't feel like you have to get the thing written in a month and then sent out the next month. Uh, Cause uh, you really have to put in the time to perfect it and revise it in order to uh, get an agent's attention and then go out on sub. Yeah. I mean, I've always assumed the, writing process is very long because coming up with characters and setting and your plot that there's so much that goes into a book um and it's crazy to me that people are able to finish books and make them so amazing um but then publishing too is if you look into that like I've looked into it and it's it's very confusing to me yeah uh, so um I'm sure that takes forever. It must take a yeah. long time. A good um, podcast to listen to, which kind of goes over the whole publishing industry, like, and it explains things really precisely, is this podcast called Tra Track Changes, which is, uh, it's just an eight-part podcast, and it just goes step-by-step -step through the publishing industry, and it's really, breaks things down super easy, um, and then also if, if anyone is like confused or like, ah, I don't know how to begin, um, Pitch Wars is something that I did. I didn't get into Pitch Wars, but, but in 2016, I was, uh, I was entering it and I was connecting with everyone who was like a Pitch Wars hopeful. Um, and you, 
and they have groups on like Facebook and Twitter. And so uh, I connected with everyone who is kind of involved in pitch wars. And that was a great place to get feedback and, and feedback on my writing. And then I would read their, their book and they would read mine and we would swap pages and give each other feedback. And that was really great. Um, and then if you are lucky to, enough to actually get accepted into pitch wars, you'll get a mentor who will then guide you through the process of querying to get an agent. Um, and so that is really helpful. I also recommend Alexa Dunn's uh, YouTube channel uh, because she also really explains the querying process and the whole publishing industry really well. Thank you so much uh, no. for coming on the podcast. Um, like thank you it's no problem to me. um and I can't wait to read your book it sounds amazing and your characters sound amazing I'm really looking forward to the diversity that you've put in your novel so thank um, you <laughs> thank you so much for coming on and reaching out um I had a lot of fun talking to you so Thank you. Oh, and um, if anyone's uh, listening, I have, uh, you can reach me on Twitter at Carly L. Heath, and my website is Carly Heath Author, and I'm on TikTok at uh, Carly Lynn Heath, um, that's L-Y-N Heath, and then I'm on Instagram at Carly Lynn Heath as well. Thank you so much. Awesome. Have a good rest of your day, Maya. Thank you. Me too. And that is the end of my interview of Carly Heath. So uh, thank you so much for listening. If you haven't checked out The Reckless Kind by Carly Heath, make sure you go do that and make sure you follow them on all of their social media um, and check out their site. Um, I hope you enjoyed this episode and if you did, please check out my blog, Maya's Reviews at mayagreviews.wordpress.com. You can also find me at My the Bookworm on Twitter, Goodreads, BookBub, and Book Sirens. I'm also on Tumblr at Maya Reviews. If you want me to review your book or want to come on the podcast to discuss a novel, maybe even just reach out to me, you can email me at MayaGBookReviews at gmail.com. I do ask that if you are reaching out in regards to a review request, interview, collab, blog tour, or anything publicity related, that you check out my publicity request page on my blog first and then email me. Thank you so much for listening and happy reading. And thank you so much to Carly Heath for coming on the podcast. I really apologize if I pronounced her name wrong like 15 times. Um, but thank you so much and I hope all of you have an amazing day. <laughs>